I'd like to welcome everyone to another brand new episode of Talent Talks. I'm your host, Andrew Mitchell, and today I'm joined alongside by Reed Flusher, president and founder of Thrive TRM. Reed, welcome to the show today. Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for uh, inviting me to this podcast. Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, you know, I've been doing these uh, a little... Uh, more recent than uh, than not read, and uh, you know this is one, a very new episode, and it's uh, a new topic that I haven't really gotten into. So it's going to be fun to really learn a lot more about uh, GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation, and I, I think it's really a you know interesting topic right now, especially with the the digital workforce we're really entering in, and uh, you know all this data that is being collected and being able to make sure that it's not getting uh, breached at any sort of time. So it's a uh, a really touchy topic and timely, if if anything. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been something that we've been really focused on over the last, you know, six to eight months, uh, just preparing uh, for GDPR, you know, which, you know, officially launched, um, you know, last month. Um, and, you know, we continue, um, you know, to, to you know, review this and answer a lot of questions that are coming in, you know, from our clients around this. Yeah, definitely. And, um, but, you know, today we're going to really delve into it and uh, hopefully you can give us some, uh, more insights into what's going on and what, what's really expected of it. Yeah. So first question, Reed. Explain what the general data protection regulation is. Yeah, so um, you just kind of is a high-level overview, but, you know, GDPR is an updated data privacy regulation. Um, it was really just passed to strengthen data privacy laws across the European Union and bring a greater degree of transparency to the data privacy and also the personal, your personal information, you know, being stored across, you know, various applications. Um, and then it, it really empowers the EU citizens with the ability to access their data being held by organizations and then also opt out if, if desired. And, you know, talking about data, you know, really to define that, you know, personal data includes really any information uh, related to a natural person or a data subject that can be used directly or indirectly to identify, uh, you know, that person. So this information can be very detailed. It could be, you know, bank details, you know, medical information. It could be your computer's IP address. Um, but it, it, it also includes information that's, um, you know, easily accessible, like an individual's name, um, a photo, you know, an email address, or even a status that you might post, you know, on a, on a social network. Yeah, and um, those are all really key um, aspects of data. And, you know, we're, like I mentioned earlier, we're entering a real time where data is so crucial to either a business or, you know, a personal life. And, uh, you know, trying to be able to protect it and keep it out of uh, hackers, anyone trying to get in, you know, in touch of that is uh, really, really important right now. Going into next question, Reed, how will the GDPR impact people? Yeah, so, you know, the focus of the legislation is to, again, is to give greater control to the individual to manage his or her data. Um, so, they, again, the end result should empower the individual to understand who has their data, how is it being used, and provide ways by which they can request the data being held and or even have it deleted, um, you know, from the application or database. Um, you know, we've already started to see, you know, you know small sites, um, you know, providing ways to, to simplify the data request and the deletion process, um, you know, with several, you know, large companies that uh, the majority of the population are using these days, such mm-hmm. as Google or Facebook. 
Um, so it will really be interesting to see how companies continue to adjust and, and how the regulations are enforced and also what types of new companies or applications you know, may be created as a result to GDPR. No, definitely. And, um, it, you know, just trying to adapt and, uh, you know, follow the steps that, you know, maybe some of the bigger companies are doing. And, you know, this whole uh, issue that we had with Facebook and the data that they were sharing, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of information that uh, can end up in the wrong hands. So it's, uh, it's, a lot of th- it's a lot of data that a lot of people don't realize uh, is being shared. So trying to keep it uh, safe is, is really significant right now. Yeah. Now, what can individuals do to prepare for this new regulation? Yeah, I mean, you know, for the most part, individuals really don't, they don't need to do anything. Um, but we do recommend that they start to kind of carefully review privacy policy updates um, that they may be receiving. You know, a lot of applications, you know, companies are sending um, their updated privacy policies out. Yep. yep. Um, so, you know, the, the changes in GDPR are also emphasizing making these privacy policies a lot easier to read and understand. Um, so they should be more readable. Um, so, you know, I do recommend, um, you know, carefully reviewing them, um, even though they're, you know, still going to be pretty long and, and detailed. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, you know, there was an article a few weeks ago back in the Wall Street Journal um, that talked about, um, you know, privacy policy updates and, you know, how people should review them. Um, this article is titled, you know, it's as a question, those privacy policies flooding your inbox. Um, so you might want to check that out again. That's, uh, uh, in the wall street journal. Yeah, no, uh, that actually, I should definitely read up on that is, uh, like you mentioned, there's a lot of, uh, privacy policy updates that have been populating on almost any site that you go to, you know, more, most significantly like Facebook, Twitter, uh, even like Instagram, uh, YouTube, even a lot of, uh, you know, video game stations like PlayStation, Xbox have been giving that out. And, you know, the bottom line is people just don't read these. They accept it, and, you know, that's what I think people should not be doing right now. And, you know, I'm one of those individuals that just won't find the time to read it. But uh, I think it's something that we should definitely, you know, trend more towards. But, uh, you know, it's it's something that um, just people don't don't find the time to do right now. But you got to. What effect does the GDPR have globally? Yes, I mean, that's a good question because, you know, we've been focused, um, you know, around the EU, but, you know, recent articles are pointing that, you know, other countries, you know, you know, even such as Japan and Brazil are starting to consider uh, similar legislation of their own. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, many companies, you know, they're taking more of a global response to GDPR uh, as they're using this opportunity to provide similar protection to all of their users. So, you know, one example is Apple, right? So, you know, they started with the EU first, but they have plans on rolling out similar data request initiatives throughout the rest of the uh, of the world, you know, this year. Yeah. Um, and others are following similar approaches to rolling out protections or options to users, while some may choose just to, you know, focus solely on those in the in the EU. And what's also interesting are the organizations that are just, um, you know, they're just not prepared yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's some companies that actually have blocked EU users from their application, um, you know, starting last month mm-hmm. because they're working on getting, you know, processes in place, things in line, because they, they simply just need more time uh, to prepare for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's really interesting. And, um, 
it's it, it's pretty strange how it's still it's still you know not a global um, project yet or really understanding you know the, I know the EU is really taking it in full stride but I guess it, it's funny how certain sectors are developing it a little bit a little bit slower than others. Yep. Now, how exactly Reed is Thrive prepared for the GDPR? Yeah, so, you know, we have a platform called, you know, Thrive TRM, and the TRM stands for Talent Relationship Management. So think of uh, almost like a CRM for talent. Mm -hmm. So our, you know, our customers, whether they be search firms, in-house, you know, recruiters at the enterprise, um, you know, they, you know, they're storing information on candidates, right? Um, you know, experience records, education, and, and notes. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's really important for them, you know, to really take the first step um, and review the data that they currently have. And, and it's important that they confirm, you know, the legal basis for maintaining and, ac and, and accessing this, this information. Um, you know, so we, you know, we really focused on that piece first and, you know, we came out with tools um, to really help our Thrive TRM admins uh, manage their existing database. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, companies will likely want to remove, you know, certain records um, that are no longer relevant or permissible to maintain. So, you know, with this in mind, Thrive released a new, you know, bulk delete functionality. So it makes it really easy for Thrive admins uh, to remove, you know, up to 100 records at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and the thought is just to really start to increase their productivity around that. And again, it was really giving them the tools. You know, a software application is not going to make a firm you know, compliance, right? Yeah. We can only help satisfy their GDPR compliance and, and give them, you know, workflows, um, you know, to help. So, um, so in addition, you know, to managing data, um, you know, we are also created this feature on every single candidate, you know, and or contact record in our database um, that allows our users a way to track the legal basis, right, that they have to keep personal information. Mm -hmm. So under GDPR, organizations must claim a legitimate interest to maintain data on an individual mm -hmm. or at least provide the individual with a way to consent uh, to storing this information. Um, so each contact in Thrive can now be tracked by the legal basis the organization is claiming. And then we have, you know, uh, advanced search or quick filters uh, to, to view those records, see where there might be some gaps, and then utilize some of the bulk delete functionality, um, you know, again, to be able to manage your database and, and clean up your database. That's a really, really good sign going forward here. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we see this as a pretty positive initiative um, because it's not just about, um, you know, legitimate interest and, and those types of workflows, but also it's also around security of the data. And um, so, you know, as a software as a service, um, you know, we need to make sure that all the data is encrypted at rest, encrypted at transit, um, and, you know, taking all the necessary steps every year to make so sure our system is, um, you know, is secure. Mm -hmm. So I think that that kind of general awareness is good for across all, um, all software companies. Um, um, so again, I, again, GDPR's I think bi biggest impact so far is is that kind of general awareness around around privacy and security. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and that's all the time we have for you today, Reed. Thank you for coming on today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we definitely look forward to another episode with you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. 
Until next time, I'm Andrew Mitchell, and this is Talent Talks.